Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. Hi, welcome to the Insights episode of the Remove the Guesswork podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Leanne Spencer. And I want to pick up this week on a news story, which is it's all about the company called Bayer, which is a German company. It's a two billion fine that Bayer have just received because a couple have successfully prosecuted them about a product called Roundup, which is part of their product portfolio. Roundup, um, they bought from Monsanto a while ago, and it's got terrible reputation, particularly amongst the health conscious consumers of the world. And that's basically because of this. It's been proven that there are carcinogenic effects of consuming or being exposed to this product Roundup. So let me backtrack a little bit. What is Roundup? It's a weed killer that's used extensively around the world, particularly in the US, and it kills everything that it comes into contact with, basically. So it don't just kill the weeds, but it's not good for the soil. It's not good for surrounding plants. It's not good for the surrounding environment, including people. And it's been demonstrated now, I think this is the third fine that Bio have received, that it is carcinogenic to humans. And carcinogenic means it is cancer causing or cancer contributing. This huge fine, I mean, $2 billion is absolutely vast. And I think that is a massive statement from the courts to, to Bio and to the Roundup brand that, look, guys, you've got to use this responsibly. So whilst they go off and think about how they're going to react to this fine and what they're going to do to rebuild some of that brand and reputation, I think it's, it's really worth jumping on the mic and just talking to you a bit about this because in a lot of my talks and presentations and coaching work, I always encourage people to eat organically, to eat locally sourced and to source from spray free farms wherever you can. And I think it's hugely important for a number of different reasons. Firstly, the quality of the vegetables, if we're talking about veggies, is much higher. Secondly, I don't want to be consuming herbicides and pesticides on my food. I don't know about you. Um, And I definitely don't want to get exposed to things like Roundup. And it probably isn't the only product out there that is carcinogenic that potentially could be causing cancer. Um, I definitely don't don't want that. I also want to be consuming products that are locally sourced or produced in farms that are a relatively small radius from where I live. And the simple reason for that is I don't want to contribute to, you know, any more environmental negative impact of products being shipped all over the country and even across the world before they get to us. So brilliant book by Felicity Lawrence. It's called Not on the Label. I think she has another book called Eat Your Heart Out or something like that. I'll I'll link to both those books in the show notes. She's a, a journalist and a food writer. And in one of these two books, anyway, she talks about where some of our commonly used products come from. So eggs, chickens, bread as an example. And she quotes an example of strawberries, which are picked in the UK by migrant workers. They're then flown out on an aeroplane to Africa, where they're packaged on the side of the road and then flown back to the UK to be sold in our supermarkets. Isn't that crazy? You know, the, the footprint of those of that punnet of strawberries, it's colossal. And all the different sort of labor that's, that's come into contact with it, absolutely crazy. So it's really worth thinking about, you know, where your food is sourced from and what sort of journey has it had to you? Because even if you don't care about the migrant workers and even if you don't care about the conditions they're living in or, or the environmental impact of flying fruit across the world, you probably do care about the quality of the food and it, it's perishable. So what's gone into that food to make it last that journey? 
it's it's really worth having a read of those books anyway very eye-opening and i'll link to them in the show notes but back to the main news story you know i think this stuff really matters for for a number of, of different reasons what can you do about this if you are open to consuming a cleaner vegetable that's not been sprayed or had pesticides put on it or weed killer well there's some really good services i'm talking about the uk now i know we've got listeners all, all across all across the world but in the uk there are three particularly good services one of them i think is more london based at the moment but that is farmdrop.com um, and Farndrop, I believe, have or they proclaim to have the highest animal welfare standards of, of all these different providers. But you can see on the website exactly where the food has come from, the farm, the people that run the farm, their stories. So you can really get kind of under the skin of these providers and find out what's important to them. You know, what are their values, particularly around responsible farming and, and good quality produce? Why is their produce organic? How are their animals treated? So Farndrop's a really good one. What I love about them as well, and it took me a while to get my head around this because I kept wondering why I, I'd book a delivery slot and I wasn't in, but thought that doesn't matter because I tell them to leave it around the side of the house and they never did. And in the end, I phoned up and said, look, why are you not leaving the produce around the side of the house? And they said, because that's not how we do things. We, we, you book a slot with us and we come to the door and we carry the products in for you and then we take all the packaging out straight away. And I thought, well, once I understood that, I'm like, brilliant. I'll make sure I book a slot where I'm in because I love that idea. You know, I will always recycle those kind of the packaging, but I know some people don't. So it's a way of, of making sure they're reusing all that packaging. Really good idea. So that's Farm Drop. And then there's another service called Abel and Coal and another one called Riverford, both of which I've used. They're good services, but they don't always go for, lo- for locally sourced. So for example, in our fruit box, we got a pineapple a few months ago. Clearly, that is not organic, locally sourced, sorry, locally sourced produce. So they're just three in the UK that you can have a look at. But there's also farmer's markets. So why not go down on a weekend and explore your farmer's market, ask some questions about the vegetables, ask some questions about the dairy products and the meat, find out whether, you know, what kind of environment they've they've been reared in or they've been grown in. Particularly important for the subject of this one, which is the whole roundup story and the carcinogenic properties of herbicides and pesticides. You can ask questions directly of the farmers and their representatives when you go down to the market. So big fan of that. What I'm an even bigger fan of is something that we've picked up on in the last year and a half since I've been living in this house in London. And when we bought the house, we had four raised beds built on the side of the garden, about five foot by five foot. So we've got a fair amount of space and we've grown some amazing things in the last 18 months. I was new to vegetable growing, so I went to a company called Rocket Gardens in the UK and got them to sign up, I think, for a a quarterly box or something you know every six weeks I seem to get loads of plants I thought where the hell am I going to put those but somehow managed to find space we've had beetroots potatoes tomatoes kale courgettes all sorts of leeks loads and loads of different vegetables I can't remember half of them we've now got winter salad out there that we're just finishing off and I've just planted some beetroot I planted some courgettes planted loads of kale plants because we love our kale so it's fantastic and the soil I put into those beds is organic so I know that the, the quality of that vegetable is going to be really high. Plus I've grown it myself, plus I'm eating it within 30 minutes of pulling it out of the ground. So that, if you like, is the best way really to get around this is to start growing your own. And you don't need to have four raised beds. You could have one raised bed. You could even have tubs. You can grow tomatoes from seeds on your windowsill. 
You can grow potatoes in tubs and buckets even. You could just have a small amount of soil where you just put some plants in and see how they fare. It's not actually that complicated to grow most vegetables. You can make it more complicated if you buy things that need to be treated in a certain way and and really looked after and taken care of. But it can also be really simple. Potatoes, for example, is incredibly simple. You plant them in a little bit of soil and compost and then you keep adding as the, the green shoots appear, you keep adding soil or compost. And then when the leaves start to wither and yellow, the potatoes are ready to pull up. Really simple. And they do taste a hell of a lot better than anything you'll, you'll ever have bought. So the upshot of this is, the takeaway is, open your eyes a little bit to where your produce is coming from. Is it organic? Is it from a spray-free farm? What kind of journey has it had to get to you? Has it been around the world? And once you start paying attention to the stuff, you become really tuned into it. This is not one for now, but actually next week, I'm going to talk about personal care products. I'm also going to talk about household products and what impact they have, because they actually contain tons and tons of chemicals. And when you inhale or absorb those products, it can also be very detrimental for health. So that's going to be the subject of next week's insights. But for this one, check out the BBC News story. I'll link to it in the show notes. Just educate yourself a little bit on what Roundup is and and how that might affect you wherever you're listening and what other products may affect you. And see if you can start making some changes. It matters to health. It matters to your hormonal health. And it matters, obviously, that you you don't come into contact with carcinogenic products. That's it from me. Thank you very much for listening in. Stay tuned for next week's Insight episode when I'll elaborate on this whole argument a little bit further. And I'll talk to you next week. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotperformance.com and click on Take the Test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.